deeper Bible study, I guess, would mean that there is, uh, there's some fruit being, there's some fruit bearing. Uh, you know, you know a, a tree by its fruit. Welcome to Working with the Word, a weekly podcast designed to equip you with the skills and confidence for deeper daily Bible study. I'm Jeff O'Rear. And I'm Emerson Brown. Thank you for tuning into the 22nd episode of Working with the Word. Today, we jump back to an ongoing series of interviews with Christians from all walks of life about daily Bible reading and deeper Bible study. We're excited to have Ben Johnson on the show with us to share some of the things that have helped him grow in his study of the Word and in his walk with God. So grab a notebook and some coffee, or whatever your drink of choice is, as we commend to you this conversation. We know you'll get a lot out of it. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Emerson, and I'm with my co-host, Jeff. And I'm also with a special guest, Ben Johnson. Ben is with us today. He's going to share with us some things that he has learned about daily Bible reading and Bible study. Ben, how are you today? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, we're glad that you took us up on the opportunity, and we're looking forward to talking with you today. Ben is a Christian and a member of the church in Westfield here where I preach. He's the co-owner of Precision Landscaping. He mainly installs patios. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Used to do more than that, right? Yeah, we used to do mowing, but we got out of that just doing hardscapes. Okay. Ben is married, has two kids. I think their ages seven and five. Is that right? Six and four. Six and four. <laughs> you okay. Got it. Ben is also very involved in the work of the church here at Westfield, teaching classes, leading studies, plowing the snow at the church building, which we've had recently, (laughs) and just being a great encourager and friend. Look up to Ben for a lot of reasons. He's a great uh, encouragement and a friend to me. So looking forward to getting your thoughts on Bible study and Bible reading. So we just want to start uh, with a question about why. That's one of the things we've talked about on our podcast is the importance of why. Why do you study the Bible? What's your underlying reason? So why do you believe that daily Bible reading is important for you? Well, I think it's a good question. Um, to me, I, I'm, I'm a full believer in God. And I'm a full believer that he is the creator, that he is the most awesome. Um, and so I want to read every day in order to know him. And I think that to me is, is the most important reason why I read and want to read every day. I, I want to know who he is, the relationships that he desires uh, for his people, what he does, how he uh, recognizes sin, um, what he, how he handles that. And so uh, if I want to be the best that I can be, and I, and I also believe that there's a lot of blessings that come from God. Uh, and so I, I want to know him. And I think that's why I, that's, that's why I read the Bible every day. I want to know who God is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there a, a specific passage of the Bible that encourages you to, to be devoted to Bible reading? Yeah. Um, the, the first one that would come to my mind would be Romans ten seventeen, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ or the word of God there, you know, kind of growing up, you know, I've had really good parents that have taught me uh, to be a Christian. And uh, the, the Christian family that I was with growing up was really good and strong for me. Um, when I went to college, the group that I was with at college was really strong and helped me to 
to stay straight. Encourage me to do good, to be morally good. The, my in-laws are awesome. Uh, you know, they're very scripturally minded people. My wife is very, uh, very scriptural um, and, and loves God. And so, you know, I, I think about my kind of my bringing up and how I've, some of their faith has probably rubbed off on me. Mm-hmm. Just the, that's a good thing. Kind of. Yeah. And, and I think it's a great <laughs> foundation for me. Um, but when I read Romans 10, 17, I think about it becoming my own. And I, I think that maybe just the past few years, I've really started to realize that I need, I need to read the scriptures just for me and my relationship with God and not, not necessarily, you know, I, I think those rubbing off on me was good. You know, the, the people that I've been around, the good Christians, but I, I, I when I read Romans ten seventeen, I realized that I need to spend more time myself just in scripture and mm-hmm. I need to put my emphasis on my relationship with God. And that, to me, that faith, it's built and it started, but it's something that continues to grow and it never should stop growing and it should get stronger and it should get bigger. And I think that for me to be able to do that, I have to put myself into the word. And I, I think that's something I've probably realized the last few years is I need to develop a better reading habit of God's word. That's what can build my faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when I look up, look back on my Bible reading habits, I can't say that I've always been super devoted to reading daily. And just in the last, I don't know, two, two years or so, I've understood the, the importance of that. So, I mean, I didn't grow up reading the Bible every single day. It was emphasized that the Bible is important. So my development was kind of slow on that. And I think Jeff and I have talked about that on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk about how like, how did you come to the realization that that's important for you? Yeah, I, you know, like I said, the, the bringing up that I had when I, when I saw my dad come in from working every day, you know, he would work a secular job. We also had a farm that was kind of his hobby still is. So that meant long hours, mm-hmm. but he would come in and he would find time every night to devote to scripture. And, you know, us kids, we saw him doing that. And a lot of times it was because he was filling in preaching or he was leading Bible classes at church, or he had one-on-one studies going on, just very busy doing that. Even as tired as he was, he always found time to read. And so I I think that is, that's a big motivation for me is I've got, I've got kids that I want to show how to read the Bible as well and how to have a relationship with God. I also think about all my family that's uh, big into books and I never was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've, I, my mom's a librarian. My wife sells books for a book company. We, we have books everywhere in our house. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have never had the desire to just pick up a book and read. And it kind of goes the same with the Bible. I've never had a big habit growing up, like you said, of just reading the Bible all the time. And so, so I, I feel like it's, it's something that's new to me is kind of getting into just reading. And I I think that's maybe not necessarily only studying, but just reading Mm -hmm. and just knowing the Bible. That's, that's become something big to me recently. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, could you talk about, like you mentioned, like we've mentioned as we maybe have maybe later in life started to get into Bible reading more consistently and and maybe just becoming more self-aware of the value and, and trying to be, more persistent with that, maybe some type of challenge or obstacle that has been difficult for you, but that you 
maybe been helpful to overcome or that you're aware of and just always is helpful to know that that's there as you're pushing through with your Bible reading, if that makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, there's all kinds of obstacles I could list. <laughs> For me, I I have never been able to retain what I read. I, I don't know what it is. And I'm hoping, you know, at age 37, maybe that will change, but I don't have high hopes. Um, I, I don't, I, I could read something one morning and that afternoon, I don't really understand what I read. I, I could read something for Bible class and prepare for it and then go home and eat lunch. And then after that, I don't remember what I studied or mm-hmm. Emerson could preach. And I don't remember what he preached from morning to the, <laughs> to the evening. Um, a lot of times I can't remember either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have a hard time retaining. And so the way I've tried to overcome that obstacle, one, I, I, I try to write down some stuff as I read, as I get done, even if it's just one simple little line or a paragraph after reading a chapter Mm -hmm. or, you know, a context as to kind of just summarize it and just kind of, it it re-emphasizes it in my mind. And I've also, I've also found that rereading and reading and reading and reading, uh, reading it out loud, reading it softly, reading in different versions, all of those really help me. Um, Even if it's the same chapter, same verse, whatever it is, if I can just reread it several times, that helps, uh, yeah. helps me to retain it as well. Yeah. And that's something we've talked about before and something that I've been thinking about recently relating to that. Maybe you can help us think about it some, Ben, how do we, we read and reread and reread and reread and reread over and over. So when we get to like reading six, you know, reading five, reading six, you're kind of like, man, I got to just, I feel like this is the one where I don't know what to do, or I've read it, you know, four times already. So I guess just how do you, how do you be persistent with that reading and not let just become a, I'm just doing this because Jeff and Emerson said so, or because I yeah. think that's what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't have a checklist where I say I have to read it 10 times. Mm-hmm. And once I'm yeah. done with that, then I can move on. That, that doesn't work for me. A lot of times I, I've seen my dad do it and he would read just, you know, one verse or two verses, and then he'd come back in the evening and read it again and then read mm-hmm. it again the next morning it, it was spread over time and it gave him time in between to think about that particular thing. And so I've, that, that's something that helps me is if I can, you know, put something in my mind in the morning to just think about, um, mm-hmm. you know, the big overall thing. And, and if I can continually think about it and then reread it again, you know, or, or listen to it, I like to listen to, to the Bible app on my phone uh, mm-hmm. and just let it read to me. Yeah. You know, if that could be like my second time reading through and then my third time, you know, maybe before I go to bed and then the, the next morning, maybe read it in a different version. Um, I, I like to spread it out over a little bit of time, not all at once. To me, that helps. That helps me just a little bit. It gives me plenty of time to think about it and to ponder on it. I guess meditating, you know, in the scriptures, to me, that would be part of the meditating is just really letting it sit and think about it over time. Yeah, absolutely. That. That's something I do when I prep for classes. I'll read a lot over and over, but I, I think I need to do more of that, giving some breath in between. Because sometimes it'll be like, I'll read a passage or you know a couple of chapters eight times in a row, and I'm like, man, it's time seven and eight. I'm tired of reading this list of names about these people. But maybe you know, I, if I take some breaks, that'd be helpful for me. So that's right. that's really helpful to hear about. So I, you just mentioned that you will often uh, you know read from multiple translations, or you'll listen to the Bible on your phone. What are some things that are helpful for you in your Bible reading, whether it's 
reading with the group or some more stuff like that about you know listening on your phone? What, what have you found to be real helpful over the past few years with your reading and study of the Bible? The most helpful thing is early morning before the hustle and bustle starts. Mm-hmm. Um, so for context, I, what does early morning mean for you then? Six, <laughs> about, about six o'clock is oh, okay, usually right. early. That's, that's yeah. as early as I can start. <laughs> I usually leave the house uh, for my job by 738 and somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and the kids wake up right at seven, like, uh, like clockwork. Uh-huh. So I, it gives me a little bit of time before the hustle and bustle starts in our house before yeah. my work starts. So that, that has been helpful to me. Just, uh, just get up early and I don't drink coffee every morning, but sometimes I do. It, it, it doesn't really matter where I sit in the house. You know, there's yeah. not, there's not any habits created there, but Mm-hmm. early morning helps. If, if I try reading at night, I've tried that. I just fall asleep. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't do too good. I've, I think there was one morning I woke up and decided to listen to the Bible that morning instead of reading it. Mm-hmm. And I started in numbers chapter 11 and I woke up in numbers chapter 30. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't like to listen to it in the morning. I like to actually yeah. read and I like to yeah. open the Bible and just sit there, you know, and just read the Bible that, that has, has been a good habit for me mm-hmm. uh, to get started. And it, I, it also, I kind of mentioned, it gives me time to think about that throughout the day. Mm-hmm. If yeah. I start, you know, if I only read at nighttime, then I go to bed, you know, and then I don't have that thought with me the next morning. Um, and so mm-hmm. it gives you something to think about throughout the day. Yeah, absolutely. You said, you know, you get up in the morning, you open the Bible. Is there a certain kind of plan you follow right now? Or is there a routine that you know, maybe if people are still struggling with something like that, maybe just as a, an option of, you know, here's a glimpse into Ben's Bible reading time. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, right now I'm with the, I'm working with Emerson and a couple other gentlemen at at church here at Westfield, reading through the Old Testament throughout this year. So that that's the plan I'm on right now. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the one I'm using in the mornings when I wake up is yeah. to, to read, you know, the four or five chapters of that. I do enjoy reading with my son. He's got the ability to read now, which is awesome. Yeah. And so we've, we've read all the way through Genesis and Leviticus. We're in numbers now. We kind of do that. We've, we've got routines in the evenings for bedtime when we put the kids to bed and so that is that's one of the bigger routines that him and I have is you know before we say our prayers we like to read he reads a a a paragraph and then I read a paragraph and then we just switch back and forth till we get one or two chapters in um, whatever he feels like and then gives us time just to he always has questions you know every Uh six-year-old has questions there's, uh, there's lots of, a lot of them. Yeah. Lots of good <laughs> questions that come, um, make me dig deep into how I want to answer that sometimes. And so, yeah. you know, there's, th- those are a couple of routines in our house. We do homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Um, so my wife implements scriptures into all school classes. And so that's, you know, they've, they've always been studying all throughout the day and they've got memory verses to, to show and to tell, as well. So, um, cool. so there's, that's some of, you know, some of the stuff we work on at home is, yeah. is those, but that's the plan I, I follow right now is just reading through the old Testament. I don't always follow a plan. Sometimes I just, just pick books or chapters to read, uh, reread. Yeah. And along, oh, if I may add something along with that plan that we're going through together, we've got a group text that we are able to 
like at the end of the week, or if something stands out to us, we'll kind of text that to the other guys. And from my perspective, that's probably the most helpful thing for me mm-hmm. is, is being able to talk to guys about the things I'm learning. If I'm just doing it by myself, it's like, well, I don't really have anyone to share this with, but the things I'm learning, if I'm able to share them with others or, you know, ask questions about things I'm not sure of, that's really helpful for me. I don't know if it's been helpful for you, Ben, but it has been for me. Yeah. The, the accountability is there. And I think that, um, that is really helpful. So I've, you know, we mentioned, we were talking about this earlier, but I I plowed snow three times last week. And so that, that was all in the morning. So that disrupted my whole morning routines that I like to do. And so, you know, when something like that disrupts me or gets in my way, I've learned to just kind of give myself a little bit of grace and Mm -hmm. I'm way behind. (laughs) I'm I'm about a week behind now on, I was behind already. And then I'm, I'm a week behind now on what the, the group is doing here in reading through the old Testament. So I'm, you know, I'm playing a little bit of catch up, but you know, we've got some days built in to where, you know, some free days where we don't read on Uh weekends. Usually we, we focus that on, on other stuff. And so, right you know, a little bit of leeway, but I, I think it's, it's really important to have a group of people sometimes to, uh, it's really helpful. I found it really helpful to have a group of people doing the same thing with you. Absolutely. For sure. So we've talked a lot about Bible reading, but I want to shift gears a little bit to talking about Bible study. Uh, and, and first of all, I want to get your thoughts on what's the difference between Bible reading and Bible study. If, if there is a difference, how, how would you kind of define and, and distinguish those? Well, I think there, I mean, I think there is a little bit of a difference, um, but I think they also go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think that there's a big gap between them. I think all Bible study starts with Bible reading. Right. Um, you know, you don't, you don't want to start your Bible study by reading a commentary or yes. by reading, you know, the, the dictionary. You want to start with your Bible. And so I, I think first, the first thing you do in a Bible study is to read several times that text mm-hmm. or uh, that chapter, or that book, whatever it is that you're wanting to study. So, yeah, I think that there is, there's a little bit difference because I, I think, you know, even though they go hand in hand, I think that there is a, when you see someone that is studying their Bible, um, there's some fruit that comes from that. And so they're either growing, they're being able to share that with other people, um, and so I, I think there's a little bit of difference, but most Bible study is going to start with Bible reading. Yeah. So how, how do you, how do you make the transition from just saying I'm reading my Bible now to actually digging in and studying? How, how do you make that transition? Um, I think when I start for me, when I start writing stuff down, uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of the transition point. When I start separating the text out, looking at the words, defining them, um, when I uh, really start looking at the context and, and the audience as to who that was written to, then I start, then once I kind of, you know, see all of that, then I can start um, applying it to me. And so I think that there's, you know, when I start writing that stuff down and separating all that text out, um, that's whenever the study to me starts. But I, you know, like I said, sometimes I write stuff down just by reading And so I think that it all, it all kind of goes together um, to me. Yeah. So you go from just reading it and thinking about it to actually making some application and saying, this is, this is what this means to me. And that's really digging deeper uh, into the word. Yeah. 
along with that, you, you recently taught a class on how to study the Bible uh, back at the end of 2020. And so what did you learn from, from teaching that class? What kind of things stood out to you? Yeah, so um, a couple of years ago, I think I was one of the people that suggested we have this class. <laughs> um, I, I said, well, I really need to be a student of someone that knows how to study the Bible and can teach me how to do it. And so that's why I suggested it. And then I was invited to be a teacher as well. And so um, I got more hands-on definitely, which was a really good experience for me. I think that one of the bigger things that I got out of that study kind of overall is that I need to try some different ways of studying. I've kind of always had just, you know, one way uh, and I don't, you know, after talking with several of the other people in that class that were involved in it um, and the, the questions and the comments that were brought up during class, the kind of one of the things I'm, I'm thinking about is I need to try different ways of studying the Bible and see if there's any that work better for me. Um, I need to start preparing for classes like I'm teaching that class. And that was one of the comments that was brought up is if you're going to prepare just for a regular Bible class or a Bible study, why don't you prepare for it? Like you were going to teach it mm -hmm. and see it, how that would change your study habit. And so that's one thing I, I want to start doing. Uh, another thing that was brought up is writing down questions is as you're reading through and studying through that Bible, just write down all the questions that you have and, and then go back at a certain, you know, at a later time and just look at all those questions and see if you can answer them and find the answers to them. And so that was another way of uh, studying. I think it helps you dive a little bit deeper into, into that word. Um, and then do it with other people. Um, have, you know, some studies that in which you can involve other people with. Uh, have time with other people in studying that same question where you're not necessarily like in a church setting where you're, you know, where you're in a class setting, but just one-on-one -on -one or, or a small group where it's more open and, and freedom to talk. Uh, and I think that was, that was one of the bigger things that I learned in helping teach that class is I need to try some different ways of studying the scripture. Yeah. It seems like anytime you teach a class, you get more out of it than if you're just the student in the class, right? Yeah. Uh, I know that that's true for me. And, and one of the things that I found really helpful in that class was uh, we had the text printed out in front of us and you led us through the text. We wrote down questions, underlined things, and, and you kind of led us through that. Uh, and that was really helpful. I think we also used 1 Corinthians 15 throughout the first half of that. And so that was that was helpful to just put the text in front of us, mm -hmm. you know, and, and make sure that that's where we're focusing on. So, yeah, that was a, that was a heavy class. <laughs> yeah. We were studying how to study the Bible, but we also read all of first Corinthians um, and summarized it. And then we spent three or four weeks on chapter 15 of first Corinthians. Mm -hmm. And then we went into to second Timothy, all the chapters there and spent four weeks on that. Um, and, and so there was a lot of practice. And I think that mm -hmm. was, uh, that was really helpful to me helping teach is just practicing all these different ways of studying um, in real life. And then, you know, we also gained from those chapters that we were studying from. Yeah. I mean, when, when we did that reading through first Corinthians, that was really, really hard because first Corinthians is a long book and there's so much in there. Some, some things are pretty difficult and it really just gives you an appreciation for how hard that it, that can be, but also how beneficial it can be to just sit down and read through 
one book at a time, even as long as first Corinthians was. Yeah. Yeah. I think it took me 60 minutes to read through it. I'm a slow reader. Um, so am I. So, but it, yeah, it was really helpful just to sit down and to know you're devoted to it and then to do it and follow through. And there's so much, you know, that could be gained from doing that, from just reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a, something for our listeners and is to practice, right? Emerson and I have talked before about Bible study can become so um, like methodological, methodological. I like to make up <laughs> words on this program. It becomes about just the method of and thinking about, wow, that sounds impressive. And that, I mean, we've read books about Bible study and maybe we've taught classes about it, or we've been in those classes, but until we actually start doing the things we talk about in there, I mean, the knowledge of all that could be great knowledge. It could be, you know, even the perfect system, but until you start doing it, that's, we're not going to see the change until that starts to happen. Yeah, there's one, one thing that, that we wanted to talk about here at the end was uh, you, you mentioned how you incorporate this kind of with your family, with, with Noah, your son. So what, like, how would you encourage parents with young kids like myself to, to prioritize this? Because, you know, we, your family is busy, you're busy. H- how, do you, how do you balance the family responsibilities, job responsibilities, time with your wife, with your Bible study and incorporating that with your kids? That's a, a great question. I'm going to, I'll take a moment now to shout out to my wife. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've not done the best of it. Um, you know, when I look back at, at my life, the example of just my dad reading his scripture and spending time in it was huge. And I didn't realize that until, you know, later on in my life when I had kids and they see me do something and they repeat it. Um, the example that you set uh, is, is huge. And so when I think about my wife at home, you know, she works outside of the house uh, at a secular job. Um, but she also does homeschooling, takes care of the kids all day long. Um, you know, super, super woman over there. Um, <clears throat> I've spent some time at home on some snow days and I know how hard that is. <laughs> and so I can't, I think about all the, the time that she's putting into the house and to the, the food, um, to the kids and to their learning at a, at a young age but she finds time every day to sit down with, with the scriptures and with God. And she, she mentions to the kids, like, this is, this is mommy's time to spend time with God. Let, you know, let me have this, this five minutes or this 10 minutes, or if they allow her half an hour, (laughs) you know, and, and I think it's just the example that she is showing the kids at such a young age that want to repeat everything mom and dad do. Uh, you know, Tabitha's every time you know, my daughter, she's four, every time that that Beth goes in the kitchen to cook, Tabitha puts her apron on and she's ready to cook too. You know, mm-hmm. she's, she's ready to do exactly what mommy's doing. She wants to do everything. Uh, when I'm outside working, Noah, my six-year-old, he'll come out, he'll get on the mower with me. Like he has to have his, his hat on just like me and, and his earmuffs just like me. And, and so the the showing that we do to our kids at such a young age and the example that we are to them, I think is, is huge in starting their faith and developing that. And so for anyone with kind of younger kids to me, um, you know, obviously I haven't perfected it in any way. Um, and my wife is a lot closer to it than I am, but taking time just to read the Bible, 
read it out loud to the kids. You know, if they want to be in the room with you, read it, you know, spend time in the evenings reading the Bible. Um, make sure that you spend time for yourself in the Bible. And I, I think that's, you know, to, to Beth, it's, it's time to kind of to step outside of the normalcy of the house around her and to make sure her relationship with God is right and that she can spend time working on her faith. And so leading by example is to me right now, one of the bigger things for young, young kids to show them how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely. So our final big question we like to wrap up all of our interviews with is just a, to get thoughts about this phrase, deeper Bible study. It's something we use in our intro of our program. It's kind of what sparked the idea of what that phrase is and what that phrase means. So Ben, to you, what does the phrase deeper Bible study mean? Okay. Um, I, I think that uh, deeper Bible study, I guess, would, would mean that there is, uh, there's some fruit being, being born. There's some fruit bearing. Uh, you know, you know a, a tree by its fruit. And in landscaping, that's, uh, you know, that's important to know all your different plants and what fruits they produce and what flowers they produce so that the homeowners can, uh, can be happy with that. You know, they can choose the colors. And so you, you know what that plant is going to look like because you know what fruit's coming off of it um, and vice versa. And so I think that uh, in, a, in a Bible study, when you, whenever you get deeper, um, as that phrase is, whenever you, you start to dive into it even more for yourself, that there is more fruit that's going to be born from it. You're going to start showing uh, Christ as a Christian. I think you're going to start showing Christ. That's some of the fruit that's going to be born. Christ is going to show to other people. Other people are going to recognize you for the character that you have that is Christ-like or similar to that. You're going to be able to start sharing the scriptures with other people. Um, mm. And I think that that's probably just hitting on the, the small end of, of whenever you start diving into it. But to me, that's what deeper Bible study would mean, uh, that there's a fruit that's going to be born. Uh, even more fruit will be born the deeper you get. And it, uh, I don't think there's ever a, a bottom to the deepness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it, it, it should keep on going and, and you should continually bear fruit. Um, it should never stop. Absolutely. All right, final three questions here, and these are simple questions. First of all, what is your favorite book of the Bible? Okay, um, well, reading through it recently, uh, it does change, but reading yeah. through it recently with the group of, of men here at church and with my son, Genesis is currently my favorite. Um, I love to see who God is, and I think that's what Genesis really shows. Uh, it shows his creation. It shows the the men that he made in the likeness of him. Um, it shows, you know, just the overall character of who God is and how he relates to sin, how he abhors it and how he hates it. And, uh, you know, when I, when I think about the relationships all through Genesis that these people had with God, the, the book really focuses on God um, and, and who he is. And so, Currently, that's my favorite. I, I just really love reading through Genesis and the stories, the accounts in there, um, and, and with a focus on who God is. And I think that's so important for me just to, you know, in my time right now, just to, to sit back, get out of all the chaos around us mm-hmm. and just see who God is. Who is this God that I'm serving? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good. 
who's your favorite Bible character? And, and the one rule we have is you can't say God or Jesus. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> well, they are my favorite. Uh, <laughs> so my, my third favorite would be uh, Joseph. I, I just love how he, all the obstacles he's able to go through and just serve God. You know, I, I think it relates so well to the time that we're in right now, um, you know, going through a pandemic, going through a re-election year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's so much word and talk and supposedly chaos around us. Um, but is there a time when we can just focus on God? And, and I think Joseph shows us that, you know, he, he went through a lot of things. And it seemed like in the end, he was blessed. Mm-hmm. And uh, his focus on God during all those times, I think, is what what led him to that blessing. There was an inner peace that he had because he knew he was serving God. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And our, our final question is, um, since you're from Indiana, I feel like I have to ask you this. Um, basketball, IU or, or Purdue? <laughs> <laughs> well, I grew up an hour away from IU, but... That is a, that's a place that I'd never visit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not allowed to go to Bloomington and I I will not allow my kids to go there. So (laughs) all, all of my family went to Purdue college. And so uh, Purdue, it is for me. Boiler. There you go. There you go. Boiler up. (laughs) (laughs) How are they doing this year? Uh, They're good. Yeah. They're just ranked basketball, just ranked outside of the top 25. So should make the tournament, which IU is not, not going to. So that's even better. <laughs> Let them know. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ben, thank you so much for joining us today and uh, for, for sharing your thoughts with us. A lot of great things to think about and appreciate your encouragement example and your friendship with Emerson and your help with your family and the church there. We just really appreciate you and most importantly, your study of the word and some great encouragement for us to know that most importantly, it's all about us growing our relationship with the Lord. So thank you for sharing those thoughts with us today. And uh, may God continue to bless you and just your life and your family and all that you do. I appreciate it very much. And thank you guys for the work that you're putting in to this podcast. It's yep, been absolutely. encouraging. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Ben. I, I have to say thank you for joining us for our first in-person interview. <laughs> That's right. I'm still 1,500 miles away in Texas, but I'm glad that you and Emerson get to share a table together. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's very good. So, All right. Everybody take care. All right. All right. Thanks. So as we come out of our interview with Brother Ben, Emerson, what was your one thing you took away from our conversation today? Uh, Probably what he said there at the end stood out to me the most about deeper Bible study being Bible study that bears fruit in your life. Just knowing Ben personally, I think that came across as very powerful because Ben is, he lives that. (laughs) He kind of embodies that. And so, so I see that living in him, and uh, I want to try to imitate that as well. And just thinking about deeper Bible study, that's one of the things we've tried to talk about as well, is that deeper Mm -hmm. Bible study is not just intellectual, but it's something that impacts you. And I think the way he said that really just resonated with me. Yeah. What about you? I really liked him talking about the lead by example stuff, whether he saw that in his own father and what he's trying to do now as someone who 
just thinking about my own life and thinking about my own responsibilities now as a husband, as a father. Oh, I need to lead my family spiritually and you know the things I want my son to do in his walk with the Lord, the things I want to encourage Becca and her walk with the Lord are things I need to be doing myself. And that is obviously a big foundation of that is spending time with the Lord through the Word. And so I hope that you know, maybe 40 years from now when, when Noah starts his own podcast and he talks about <laughs> you know what his dad was like and his relationship with the Word, I hope that I can leave a good example for him to build his own relationship with God through the study and reading of his Word. So we want to leave you today with a challenge. Like we've done with past interviews, we want you to identify your one takeaway with our conversation with Ben. What was most helpful or encouraging or practical for you and your family? And then decide to act on it. How will you implement that in your own life? Thank you for tuning in to Working with the Word today. If there are any questions or topics or books of the Bible you would like for us to consider in future episodes of Working with the Word, you can find and reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter at Working with the Word, on Instagram at workingwiththeword.podcast, or send us an email to workingwiththewordpodcast at gmail.com. That's all one word, workingwiththewordpodcast at gmail.com. So until next time, may you grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. think podcasts will be around in 40 years? I don't know. Maybe we'll all have microchips where things are just, you know, we can automatically share our thoughts with people across the world. We'll see what Elon's (laughs) doing 40 years from now. That's right. (laughs) Just implanted chips in our brains. (laughs) 